10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Injection, fellas. This is Modern Therapy Podcast. Modern Therapy. This is Modern Therapy. More Than Therapy Podcast. This is More Than Therapy. More Than Therapy Podcast. This is More Than Therapy Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode more to therapy podcast today we're talking about nurturing your relationships and not leaving yourself behind dr rachel Oz, who has graced us today with her presence normally i would go into a spill about that person but i believe we're cut on time and that would take out two minutes but let's just say that she's a renowned expert in her field as it pertains to knowing yourself loving yourself putting yourself first today Oz is going to talk to us about her book, as well as her movement, which embraces loving yourself and getting to love yourself and not forgetting to love yourself. Because often we put ourselves, we put others before ourselves. They feel a certain kind of way because we did so when it's not reciprocated or not returned in kind when we need it. And oftentimes we do need it. My mom always says, check on your strong friends because they might be hurting the most. Because the other people who aren't strong maybe getting the support they need, but who thinks about the person who needs they're the one who's always giving to the those mm-hmm. they <clears throat> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Thank you for your presence here today. Just, you know, reading about the things that you've done, things, things that you did. It makes me want to be a better clinician, be a better person, be a better mm-hmm. clinician, father, husband, wife, friend, uncle, all these things, all these things. Yeah. I look forward to reading your book, A Soulful, Transformational, and Artistic Inventory of Your Connected Life. As an artist, I sometimes suffer with, you know, addressing my own needs. As a clinician, the same. I think this book give me what I need. What I need. Mm-hmm. And in a number of places, those that are listening and watching the audience, Rachel, you came here today, so tell us about your new book. Yes, that's great. Excellent. So I would love to tell you about the relationship book. So it is my fourth book. All of my books are in the category of personal growth, self-help gift books. And they're all illustrated in colorful, full color. This one is all about our relationships, which I thought a lot about over the pandemic and how For many of us, we became quite isolated. It also illuminated how dear uh, our connections are for us and and also our resiliency and our creative ways of still finding one another. And so I I just felt moved to write about relationships. In this book, I speak about relationship with myself or with ourselves and with other humans and community and divinity and also with animals and 
with food and clothing. So a whole variety of different kind of relationships. And at the end of each chapter, for people who have book clubs, I have questions listed there, or, or sometimes people like to do personal journaling about that. Um, but it's, they're all, all the pages are meant to lift people up, encourage, and just hold up a mirror of how precious you are and to give um, new ideas, maybe new creative ways of taking care of yourself and taking care of others. And um, I would love to read a page from it. Please so, do. Yeah. So from the first chapter, uh, I'm going to find the page about, um, here we go, about creating wild and beautiful experiences. So this is from the chapter Relationship with Ourselves. And the format on the page spreads, I include an anonymous quote from my um, psychology clients that took my breath away in, in some way and from our sessions and that they've given permission for me to include. And then I add my written reflection. And so here's the piece of paper and the, you know, look of that. So the anonymous client quote is, I'm feeling more depressed and I'm realizing I need to create more experiences that are wild and beautiful. And my reflection, when standard self-care practices aren't sustaining my well-being, I turn to experiences that are wild and beautiful. I walk in the rain, picnic behind a waterfall, build a tree house, flambe some food, knit sweaters for trees, watch the sunrise from a hot air balloon, show up at a friend's door and sing, read poetry at midnight, write to an elephant, say a purring prayer with a tiger at the zoo. Somehow, these all get inside of me and work their magic. Can you see the colorful hot air balloons traveling around now in my breath? How about the elephant inside my palm who is riding me back? So there's a flavor. Indeed. <clears throat> I used to be a vibrant and live person. Uh, so vibrant before the mm. pandemic. And I had so many plans, you know, as we were coming out of 2019 into 2020, that would have even made me more eclectic, more vibrant, more alive. Mm. Then the pandemic happened. And it just like put a full stop. Yeah. Uh, two years in which I was transitioning to telehealth and doing things from home. I lost that spark and I'm finding it hard to get that spark back, though I truly want to get that spark back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do we nurture our relationship with ourselves? Because I personally find it hard to do that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that, and I don't know if this is true for you, but for you know, because there's so many individual differences. I think that for a lot of people, the pandemic um, brought on some increased anxiety and some increased depression. And so with that in mind, you know, there's a piece there about 
what are some of the foundational ways of needing to support yourself that hopefully will lead to getting spark back. So anything from, you know, taking inventory, what is, what is my life looking like right now in terms of my sleep schedule? Because sometimes with the pandemic too, it can throw off schedules and how we proceed with our routines. So I think giving ourselves regular routines is really important. Um, Arctic explorers in really extreme conditions, one of their survival techniques is to keep a very regular routine. You know, go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time. Um, make sure their nutrition is super good, but having consistent self-care routines in that way is actually crucial to our very survival. Um, and, and so paying attention to food, to rest, I think also for some people, if you need extra support in, in this, you know, a spiritual director, a coach, a therapist, sometimes that's great, taking a look, taking stock of how am I moving and exercise. But I think the other thing that I would just want to lavish and emphasize on people in terms of getting spark back is to start paying attention, even in small ways, to what brings you joy and what makes you feel alive, even in the small things. So sometimes I forget, for example, what are the foods I like? What feels good in my body? What tastes delicious? And even giving myself those things. Um, and with our clothing, even these concrete things, what am I wearing? Even if I don't necessarily feel all sparkly, what can I, how can I be really good to myself? Like I would to my own child and how can I dress myself also so that my inner child, the little me would be happy with my selection, you know? So I remember years ago, being in a department store, trying on different eyeglasses. And I kept looking in the mirror at this one pair that were a mix of purples and greens. And I would start giggling in the mirror. And then I take them off and put on what seemed like more reasonable looking glasses. And I was like, okay, those look good. And then I kept going back and forth. Anyway, I decided I'm not gonna argue with my joy and I'm getting the glasses that made me giggle consistently in the mirror. And I think that there's so many choices in our every day where you can sort of check in with yourself and say, what is my most alive choice? What is a choice that even if a little bit brings me joy? And there is a momentum if it, with that as a practice. So those would be a few things that I would begin with. Indeed. <clears throat> Indeed. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Strategy. That's definitely something. Those are definitely things I would definitely apply going forward. And I have tried some of those, actually, to be honest. In essence, though, as I, you know, it relates to your book and it relates to this topic, I also finding it hard to nurture the relationship I have with others. It's almost like mm -hmm. I became more inward and started yeah. you know, having inner thoughts in which troubled me at times and it's like the connections that I had because we weren't as social because we weren't seeing each other and vibing mm -hmm. with each other as much they seemed to disintegrate and now that mm -hmm. people are get out more <laughs> things I'm finding it difficult to reconnect how do we nurture mm -hmm. a relationship with others 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think that first of all, realizing like you're not alone in that if, if you have become more isolated or having more trouble connecting, realizing that maybe that's true for other people too, and that that can be a gift to extend yourself to people. And maybe it's um, sending, you know, consistent little bits of texts or emails or calling, but I think some kind of consistent initiating with people. Um, maybe if there's certain, like if you were to pick um, one or two people who you especially want to devote some um, intentional outreach and energy to, I wonder what it would be like to even think about if I gave them a gift, what would it be? Because I really, this particular relationship or relationships really matter to me. And so I really want to think about who they are and what might actually be a little gift to send them that might mean a lot to them. Or where did we last leave off? What did I know was going on with their life? And how can I, you know, start to develop some questions concretely to check in about those arenas in their lives again? Um, and then, of course, we all know there's different love languages. We all have different love languages. Some people are all about service. Like if you showed up and said, let me help clean your house or fix your car or do your dishes or, you know, for some people, if as a service outreach, that would be so meaningful to them. For others, their love language is time. And so saying, uh, saying to them overtly, I'm going to create time for you. Let's find a nice big pocket, you know, um, and, and others are gifts and others are words of affirmation. So really taking some time to think about, all right, this one person I really miss, but I know he or she really responds to words. And I'm going to brainstorm a whole list of things I really appreciate about him or her. And I'm going to send them in a card or I'm going to lavish them in an email or, you know, something like that. Um, or I'm going to make them a meal. That might be like a service kind of thing or bring them some groceries or, you know, so I think it's, a, it's about just stopping to really get intentional. And I think it's never too late. So even if it's been a couple years, you know, I think name the elephant in the room and say, it's been a couple years. And I've become so inward and I really want to connect again, you know, and it's just being honest and humble and transparent, I think, um, about your love. People love to know that they matter and that they are cared for. Indeed, indeed. And I think by reaching out, you are showing by reaching out, you are showing a nurturing spirit, even if it's as much for you as it is for them. Yeah. Yeah. Answer, yeah. Yeah. I think life, life <laughs> as of late, has been more complicated than previous generations by far. <laughs> yes, it has. It's not it one has. Thing. If it's not one thing, it's another. It's another. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. And I will just share right now, just to relate to, you know, some of the burden of the pandemic and, you know, what our hearts have gone through. 
that while I'm saying all this stuff, I really mean it deeply from my heart and that I join with everybody when it comes to having burdens and where th this is hard work, this is soul work. Um, you know, we lost both my husband's parents to COVID. Um, they died within a half hour of each other. And this is before, right before vaccinations were available. And so, you know, I really relate to the heartache um, of so many layers and levels of the burden from COVID, from uh, even aside from COVID, how life can be so hard. And I think that where I ultimately lean in when it comes to suffering and our grief and challenges is, okay, what are, what are the, you know, places I feel led from this experience? So for example, with that experience, it's life is short, no matter what, we're all ultimately dying. And this is how precious we are to one another, that in a blink, someone can be not here. And I, I can't help but take people for granted to some extent, but I, when I, as much as I am imperfectly, um, you know, able to, I want to try to remember to sometimes, just like all my other tasks in my day to stop and just think, okay, Rachel, who is someone to reach out to, or what is something really loving I could do or say? Um, that that's because ultimately I know that when I die someday, that's the stuff that's going to matter to me. You know, something I want to circle back to, too, that when you asked about connecting with people, um, one of the things I like to also do sometimes is something I call soul talk. So what I mean by that is that sometimes I will even if I'm not directly in touch with somebody like you and I are right now, Chris, I will sometimes think of someone who I want to say some really loving things to, and I'll speak soul to soul. And I, all I do is I get, I'm by myself and I get really quiet for a minute and just get in touch with my breath and my heart. And I just literally start speaking like, from the soul of Rachel, hello, soul of Annie or whoever, you know, and I just say some loving things. Or maybe I even say some difficult things, but with love, um, you know, and I just think there's all kinds of ways we're so deeply connected and it's so mysterious, um, you know, that in my heart, I can even be you know, saying something to you, Chris, without saying it out loud of being grateful for this time together, even though I'm saying it out loud right now. <laughs> um, and if nothing else, for the people listening to this, if nothing else, it changes me. You know, it alters my heart. You know, it softens my heart. Um, so another thing I like to do in my relationship sometimes is give new names to my friends. So like my friend Annie, I call her Benanny, right? Or um, my friend Susan, I call her Susan Lee with a L-Y. Or, um, you know, I'll just, or make, totally make up names for certain people um, because it's a way of being affectionate and nurturing. 
so I think about those kinds of things too. But I think there is this ultimate thing. You know, there's this opening quote in my book and in the relationship with myself. And it's one of my goals is to become the person I want to be with. So I think there's this ultimate thing about if I'm becoming the person I want to be with, which would be things like, I give myself clothes that make me feel delighted and, and loved. Like, you know, I have a bunny on my dress right now, um, which makes me really happy. And I cook foods and put together ingredients in a way that's so kind to me. And you know how we all talk to ourselves in our head, sometimes out loud. And sometimes that can be kind, sometimes that can be critical or in between. So being a good friend to myself or becoming the person I want to be with is also about being super kind to me, saying kind words to myself. And when I mess something up or when I, because I always will, being human, you know, or make mistakes, I feel like those are always opportunities to be compassionate and loving to myself. It's like, that's an opportunity to love myself even more. Um, so I just think I want to give myself those wild and beautiful experiences I spoke of a little bit earlier. And I think that all these things form me. And so the piece about creating wild and beautiful experiences, it's a piece about you know, as I had read from that page earlier, for it would be different. I would love to sit in a circle with a number of people and say, what would be wild and beautiful for you? Because of course, for each of us, you know, we're going to want different things. Um, and as I was saying before, you know, uh, going to the zoo and saying a prayer to the elephant, you know, or talking with the tiger or going on a hot air balloon ride. Um, you know, there's just so many things, dancing in the rain, um, showing up at the door of a friend and singing to him or her, you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, but ultimately, if I'm a great friend to me, and it's actually an intentional practice, I think that can't help but spill over to how I relate to others. And I agree sharing that experience. Your website, you have, um, let's go to your Etsy real quick. Okay. This is, I think it's a beautiful, beautifully constructed website with some beautiful oh, Thank you. Yeah. My Etsy store, which, you know, is just, you people can even Google it, Rachel Oz, Etsy, E-T-S-Y but you're showing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have art prints there and all four of my books. There it is. Yes. <laughs> oftentimes people tell me, you can see the books there. Um, mm. Oftentimes people will tell me that my books end up on their bedside table because there's something that's very sort of um, intimate and personal and affirming. And so sometimes people will just turn to a page, you know, like a meditation book to read. Yep. So there's my feet. <laughs> and, um, and you can even click on the left side there to see, yep, 
so there's the different books that I've written. And this book the Great Green Okayness, A Field Guide to Seeing Your Uncommon Magnificence. So the different pages are all about considering, oh, it, you know, new ways to think about myself as magnificent and to think about my worth in, in new ways that are new, you know. So, for example, one of the pages is about... Um, I don't know if you all ever have been told like, well, that's weird or that's odd or that's, you know, whatever about yourself or about a moment. And to me, those are always clues. The stuff that's the most odd or unusual or quote weird about you is actually your magnificence. Those are clues. So often we're trained when we're told something is weird or odd about us to think about that as feeling bad about ourselves. I think those are clues to our magnificence. Um, so for example, you know, something that might be a little odd about me is sometimes in public, I will approach strangers and I will say, I just felt really moved to tell you, I really see how beautiful you are, or you look like you have such a kind face and I'm so grateful you're here on the earth. Like that's a little odd to do, <laughs> but, it's also a clue about why I'm here to reflect to people um, information about their worth and their deep beauty. So the page, so that's just an example of one of the page spreads in there. And so it's a great book to give yourself or to someone else to say, hey, you are worth so much. And it's and it's delivered in a way that's both light and deep because it's very colorful and the illustrations are really fun. Um, but the information, you know, is meant to go deep into your heart. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. I love that feel. It makes me happy just to see that. That alone. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was so fun to do that photo shoot for that cover because it really I chose that field on purpose. It was mm -hmm. so glorious. I'm with it. you. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Other book, all I did was listen. What was yeah. all I did? What is that about? That was my first book, Chris. And that one oh. I um I was so moved out of years of being a psychologist and listening to the amazing things I would hear from my clients and especially out of their suffering, the wisdom, um, the, the nuggets they would say, the realizations. And so I started writing down, you know, on little scratch pieces of paper, these things that took my breath away that they would say. Um, and so this book is all about human transformation that's all of our stories and it includes more of these client quotes and my reflections and drawings yep indeed, indeed. <laughs> indeed. so that's those and, and, and diving in so that when um especially people who love the water or love swimming this is sort of a niche book for them this one um, chronicles a little story about going for a swim um, and about standing at the edge of the pool initially and realizing that all the good stuff in life is in the pool. It's about diving in. It's about 
not just looking at our life, looking at the water, which of course we're made up primarily of water, our bodies, not just watching things happen, but being an active participant in our lives. And that when we dive into our lives, just like when we take a swim in the pool, even though you know initially when you jump in, it's going to be, could be cold and like, oh, I don't know if I really want to. You know, we can have that same kind of hesitation before going back into things like you, Chris, like saying, oh my gosh, now that I've been through the pandemic, like I had some dreams and sparks before that, and now I'm not feeling them so much. And so you're sort of back at the edge of your pool and you may not feel like diving in but the water is calling you and that's where all your joy and your life is going to be for you. Like get in there, get splashy, get messy, get uncomfortable because that's the place you're going to feel alive again. And there's nothing you can do except just take that leap. Like you keep waiting to feel like it. You're never going to feel like it. Like jump, jump, jump dear. Like all your life depends on it because it does. Your aliveness depends on it. <laughs> Additionally, readers or listeners, watchers, or just people that just happen upon, you know, information about you can find out great information at rachelaws.com. Tell us about your once again, another beautiful picture website. <laughs> uh, thank you. So yeah, like Chris said, my website's just rachelaws.com. And I don't know if anyone's only listening and not watching. My last name is spelled A-W-E-S as in Sam, like the being of Oz or awesome. Um, my website has a number of things that you can click on on the upper banner. Um, you can find there uh, my online shop by clicking shop. You can find my blog. Uh, my counseling information, uh, my book information, just all the things. There's an about tab where you can see more about my background, uh, but it's all there. And my website hopefully will just brighten your heart. It's every page super colorful. Yep. So as you're seeing, you're clicking there, you can see little samplings of my drawings and all the things. That, yeah, indeed, mm -hmm. indeed, yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for sharing your yeah, books with us today. Your yes. message and your mission. Oh, my so goodness, <clears throat> absolutely. And what about what if I were to read a one last little page from my new book? How would that please, be? Yeah, please do. Okay, yeah. I would love to do that, and then maybe kind of wrap with saying a couple last sort of emphasized encouragements. Yes. Okay. So um, this page, the anonymous client quote is, when I feel anxiety in conflict with my spouse or anyone, my answer is to love myself. My reflection. I stand here with my heart in all my swirls and hues, promising through thick and thin to love me through and through. When I face the tension Arising in me and you, I'll take that time to love myself and make my promise true. When I feel the tear between my inner views, 
I'll extend my love to both my halves and let that be my glue. My love will be the gift, my eternal avenue to move ahead with a heart more whole and more equipped to love you too. So I would just say, you know, that from me, from my heart to yours, my our overarching invitations would be to one, be your own best friend and to just treat yourself really well in a lot of the different kinds of ways I've been talking about. And two, to take the time to listen to your heart and to your intuition and that that can carry over to your relationships. Sometimes, and I talk about this in the book too, that um, that a wonderful practice can be when you're by yourself to say all the things you feel you would love to say to somebody, even if you can't say it to them, because it's a great way to listen to your intuition. Oh, like, oh, those are the things that I'm really feeling inside. And three, in your relationships, the invitation to be who you are together, that that's the best stuff, that I bring my genuine Rachelness, the way I genuinely love to dress and what I truly love to eat and the words that are truly my words. And I invite you to do the same um, lovingly. So I hope that you all go ahead and check out all the just pounds of love that I have for you in these books. And it's I'm so glad the newest one is out in time for the season of Thanksgiving and for, um, you know, generosity and loving one another. Indeed, indeed. And thank you once again for blessing us with your presence today. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. sharing your books with us, your knowledge with us, your beauty with us, mm -hmm. for us to transform into more soulful, artistic, creative people, loving ourselves as we love others. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me and blessing me, Chris, by having me. Thank you. And thank you for blessing us with your presence. Go to www.rachelaws.com. That's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. AWES.com to find out more about this wonderful, beautiful, transformational, and artistic individual who has blessed us once again on our platform of the Modern Therapy Podcast. If you haven't already, please listen to, subscribe to Modern Therapy Podcast anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast. Be well and be great. This is Modern Therapy Podcast, Modern Therapy.